that I learned in the service, we had to learn for survival. That brings about the, the title for this morning. Let's, let's bow in prayer. Father, leading guidance in our time together. Help us to go over familiar passages of scripture and then, Lord, look very carefully at what needs to be said and done. May you be glorified in all that's all said and done. Thank you for our time together. Now help your servant to clearly um, articulate the things that you have shared with me. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, amen. So, always good to have it on. As we uh, come this morning and as we begin to look at our, our theme for this morning, it's 1 Thessalonians, the 5th chapter, verses 1 through 11. 1 Thessalonians, 5th chapter, 1 through 11. One of the things that I've learned from it is that um, now concerning the times and the season, brother, you have no need to have anything uh, written to you. For you yourselves are fully aware that they will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman and they will not escape. But you are not in darkness, brothers. What are they to surprise you like a thief? For you are all children of the light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build up one another, build one another up just as you are doing. So as we look at this, embracing the concept, it would be a great disappointment for believers to be caught off guard. I, um, in the service, um, we trained, and then there was a time that they said, we will have a drill, and you will not know when it comes, be ready. Being a chaplain assistant and, uh, or a chaplain secretary, my, my job was to do a couple of things. Number one, I had a weapon, I had to protect the chaplain. Number two, I had to, everything that we had to do on the field for ministering to the men, I had to go get that Jeep, load everything up, and move it out. Um, so then the moment that I, I heard this, the, the moment that you would hear the sound, everybody knew exactly what to do, and your commanders and everything else will be watching how you operate, because you can cause somebody else to lose their lives. And it was, they put us on ready alert. And being ready alert, and the Lord is saying, I'm putting every one of you on ready 
alert. Be sober, be vigilant, for your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Now, if you have something that wild going around, and you say, well, the Lord will keep me. What did the Lord tell you to do? Be sober, be vigilant, okay? To be called of God, you, you have to be, number one, saved but careless. To save but carnal, driven by the flesh. People who are so wrapped up in the world that they can't hear the words of God. You want to succeed so much in this life that you have no idea of what God has for you. So you're wrapped up with your friend's opinion, wrapped up with all these other things. And then, then the next one is say but distracted. What, what distracts you from being alert? I learn from God's uh, creatures because um, every, I, uh, I love to feed the birds. And, of course, the squirrels say thank you also when they come out and, and take it. And, uh, but, eat, but I've watched the squirrels. And the squirrels do not just eat. They, they're always looking around so that they will not become a meal. So they eat on the status of being ready and alert at all times. And if you do chase a squirrel, they will not run straight up a tree. They run behind the tree and then run up. Uh, well, me and my observation. Come on down. Next one. Saved but defeated and deceived. There's a lot of us who are defeated and deceived because of the, the things in life that are so, so pressing. And the Lord said, didn't I tell you to cast your cares upon me? Don't you understand that I knew all the things was going to happen and I permitted them to happen? And if I permitted them to happen, that I have a plan to bring you out? And it's not your circumstances I'm concerned about. It's your development. Say, but detach from the things of God while being burdened with affairs, the affairs of this world. Clarifying our thoughts for this morning, being in a state of readiness reveals that a believer has taken God and his word seriously and has placed a high priority on his, the will of God and not the world. What does it take to be in a state of readiness? So to give the outline, let us observe three things that we must always keep in mind. Number one, what is it? We must be knowledgeable and discerning about the day of the Lord. What is the day of the Lord? Two, we must be discerning concerning the state and activities of the lost. Yeah, you keep up with the news and everything else. You don't, you're not walking around in a bubble. Number three, we must be decisive in all that we do, think, and say. So being ready alert, there have been a number of times and you would hear uh, killed by friendly fire, missing in action. You don't have to believe me, but one of the reasons that I wanted to go through the service because I wanted to know what a serviceman would undergo. I could have tried to vow out by you know, um, giving the excuse about my parents, and uh, of course they would have given me that, that uh, way out. It was drafted, during my time, they drafted you. Uh, your friends and neighbors chose you, they said. 
I never could find a friend and neighbor that would look at me there. But I think the most important thing is that um, while you're going through this, God wants us to be alert. Because you see, in the service, what they would tell you, they were serious about this. If you are a charge, and your job is God duty. You on God duty, and you fall asleep on God duty. Especially in a wartime situation, it won't be the bullet that kills you. Oh, they won't. Listen, those sergeants and everything else, as we went through the training, said, listen carefully. When you are, the other guys are sleeping and depending on you to let us know. And when you fail, we're going to hold you strictly accountable. And there's some folks that do not come back home. You will not read it in the news. But they told us, as, you know, and they, they was not a scare. They were serious about that. Do you understand that when we are, are not on ready alert, that God's name is put in jeopardy before the world? The world is stumbling, and they and we're supposed to be the light of the world. We're giving Satan a chance to personally attack us in our thinking. We, as far as the protection of our household, we when we're not in ready alert, you. How do I know that my my family and I'm not standing ready alert? Notice, not, not the problems that come to the home, but how we respond to our problems in each other. It's, it's indicative of the fact that there's something radically wrong. Yeah. We must be knowledgeable and discerning about the day of the Lord. First, he takes us to the things that God has put into place. There's a thing different between the day of Christ and the day of the Lord. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon to blood before the day of the Lord comes. The great and magnificent day. Thessalonians 5.2 For you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians 2.2 Not to be quickly uh, shaken in your mind or alarm either by a spirit or a spoken word or a letter seeming to be from us to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night and then the heavens will pass away with a roar and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed. Now when you think about this whole thing about the day of the Lord, um, these, these two verses address three questions. One, the who. Next, the what. Next, the how. When we talk about the day of the Lord, it's the day when God says, almost like the old Popeye, this is all I can stand, and I can stand no more. This is not on the day of the Lord is not designed for believers, for believers to be exposed to it. Do you see what's happening? 
When you go back to what's the melting away, with the day of the Lord as God's vengeance on unbelievers, and God is wrapping things all up, all that you have done to the prophets, all that you have done since I am paying it back. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I will repay. The day of the Lord is now that God will not stay his hand. The day of the Lord, you will cease to see the mercies of God. It will be foreign. People will cry out, but they will not even cry out to God. They'll cry out to the mountains, not to God. The day of the Lord, it says, and he says, he's, he's not putting the world on notice. He's putting believers on notice. You see? The letter is not written for the world. He's saying, I want you to live in a state of, of readiness. Now, uh, those of you who are younger, going to school, go ahead and go to school, okay? Uh, you're getting your education, go ahead and get your education. Get married, go on and have, uh, have ed education and married and get, uh, have children and a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of American dream. That's nice. But understand that God can come and intervene at any time. Some of the inklings, and guess what? When God intervenes, when God takes over, there's nothing that man can do. Our weather situation, can man do anything? The only thing that man could do was bungle up and stay warm. That's it. Oh, oh, yes, and complain. Other than that, God is God. And you know what? God does not have to use weather. He'll use animals. He used all type of animals to plague you, to get all on you. Locusts and frogs and, you know. You, you find bed bugs. God can send anyone, then after he finished all of that, then he says, let me move you around a little bit. So he starts an earthquake over here, and a volcano over here, a tsunami over here, and he's doing this and that all over. Read the news, it's happening all over. And people are saying, we haven't seen this in a hundred years. They call it that coldness that went past the vortex. That, so that thing went, went all the way down. And those who thought they were going to Florida to be warm. <sighs> the day of the Lord is a day when God, when I can imagine now the angels are silent as they, what they have seen the love of God. They've seen him send his son to die for our sins. All of that was done to keep you from his wrath. Not the physical. This is, this is child play. Even what happens then. It's just child's play compared to the lake of fire. Where God takes all of those individuals who are hard-headed, will not respond to God. And he puts them into the lake of fire, which was prepared for the devil and his angels. He never intended man to go there. But knowing that man would sin before the foundations of the world, God chose you in the beloved. The reason that you are saved is not because you're good, good looking, smart, and all these other things. All that die at the grave. It's the love of God. 
And when you see the day of the Lord, you're seeing the other part of God, whereas God is not showing his love. He is El Shaddai. You'll find that he's omnipotent. He's a powerful one. There is none that could resist him. And when the day of the Lord takes place, the question is, where will we be? The effects, unknown, sure, sudden, serious. God has determined an end to this, his extended grace and mercy to this world and this system because it has rejected him and persecuted his people. So when he says, I don't want you to be ignorant, brothers. It's bad to be around an ignorant brother. Ignorant when it comes down to the things of God. I don't care what you're going to understand that the day of the Lord is coming like a cloud. I, um, uh, I have a, uh, an app on my uh, smartphone I recently put on, and the, and the name of the app is Dark Sky. Now, Dark Sky, what it does is, you know, it's nothing, it's nothing big secret or anything. It's, it's, it's a weather report. But the weather report goes to so many details, and then they even show you uh, the visual. They'll show you where the, the clouds are coming towards Chicago and how it's going to hit and everything else, the, how much uh, uh, precipitation and everything else. It shows everything as you see those clouds moving towards Chicago. And so, uh, so I, just, I just flip on dark sky. And uh, I'm able to, to look at those things, and uh, I heard it off the news. I said, let me check it out. And so I, I, I looked at dark skies, and I said, that's how God's wrath is coming. And the next thing, have you noticed? When the clouds come, there's no noise. When the big rains and everything else, first, there's no, it seemed like a beautiful day. But on an ordinary day, ordinary. He says, and I don't want you to be ignorant, brothers. I don't want you to be ignorant. We must use discernment concerning the state and activities of the laws. It says, while people are saying there is peace and security, then suddenly destruction will come upon them as a labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. For those who will sleep, sleep at night, and those who uh, get drunk are drunk at night. Did you notice they're deceived? False security. Nice homes. Maybe you can jar my memory in California where they had the fire and the name of the community, Paradise. I followed what happened to Paradise. The first thing the fires went through, and it was devastating. And some said, this is our neighborhood, and we'll rebuild. After that, the rain came, and the mud came through. Did you think it stopped there? Rains again, and the mud, more mud, sliced through. And what they thought was paradise 
was on they were living on the grace and mercies of God. And God only had to pull down his natural things like fire and water and, and move his earth around that he created. And it says people are deceived. You're breaking your neck for homes and all these other things. And it's not working. Destruction, immediate and final, no recovery. Dead sense of reality and blind to the things of God. He says, I, I want you to be aware that this is the state of, of this world. Not, it shouldn't be you, it shouldn't depress you. It should inform you, but not depress you. You begin to make strategy how to survive in this environment, and we can, you see, and still maintain the joy of the Lord. Still have the peace that only God can give. Jesus mentioned the similarity in the days of Noah activity will continue as usual until destruction will take place. Here's the scripture of reference here. It's in Matthew, for as as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark. And they were unaware until the flood came and swept them away, all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. You see those few words? So we'll be, oh, they'll be getting married. They'll be, oh, all of this will still be going on. And God is saying that, but there's a point where God says, time is up. Just as sure as Jesus Christ came in the cradle, he, he, was, he, was, he, was, he, was, he came to die for us. And they laid him in the manger. In a very simplistic way, God says, the same way when it comes down to judgment, it's going to become such a way that individuals will be totally surprised. Everything that's happening, notice what's happening in, in the, uh, on the east as far as the volcanoes and all these other things taking place, earthquakes. God says, this is my world. I control it. I can shut it down or sustain it as long as I want to. You know why we, we were really, I mean, it was sure enough cold this past week. But you know the thing that I think that really get down past the bone cold is emotionally, it don't supposed to get this cold. We've, we've been spoiled. We have been spoiled rotten. And God didn't have to give it to us. So finally he says, you know what? I'm going to drop a little cold on it. If it's if one, one below, you know, this, oh, oh, it's in Chicago. Uh, but what happens when it goes down to 20 below? The snow and the cold. And, because we get so used to God's blessing. And these folks, as you, you think in the day of, of like the day of Norse, they have gone on, they've been riding on God's mercy until God says the ride is over. 
Don't get caught up in how this world is operating. My prayer for Chicagoland Bible Fellowship Church is that saints, if there ever was a time for us that, that called proper preparation promotes perfect performance, if we properly prepare, if we properly prepare ourselves, we can deal with the issues in life, we can deal with the storms in life, we can deal with the mountains in life, and still stay focused on the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. They had a song that said, let me see Jesus only. Church of God had that. They had to uh, sin and everything to sin I am. And he said that the, the, those verses said, I, let me see Jesus only. May we see Jesus only. Number three, we must be decisive in all that we do, think, and say. Now, when we talk about decisive, uh, let's read together so we can uh, wake you up. Ready? But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or darkness. So then, let us not sleep as others do. But let us keep awake and be sober. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for our helmet, the hope of salvation. Boy, if you know, if you took that, begin to take that apart. The first thing is go check out the verbs in those verses. Start underlining the verbs in the verses. Then what do the verbs, what do the verse say about you? We are the children of what? Light. Okay? It talks about the fact of what we should be doing. Since we belong to the day, let us what? Be sober and put on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. While this world is, is walking around thinking that everything is Basically normal, business as usual, God is saying you are the creatures of light. You understand what I'm getting ready to do? Don't be caught up in this mess. Looking at what's happening, what happened in your past, complaining about what's happening now, and you do not understand what's getting ready to happen in the future. God wants us to be this ready alert in our hearts. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Therefore, encourage one another. We have a responsibility. Am I my brother's keeper? You better believe it. Therefore, encourage one another. I... Uh, I really appreciate some of the activities, regardless of all that the church is going through, I really appreciate the activities of the saints and what they're doing behind the scenes. They don't put it up here, and people don't um, um, say what's going on, but I'm aware of a number of things. It's not all things, but I'm aware of a number of things. I'm aware of the fact that Donna Person, you know, with the uh, operation and everything else, and she's been hurting, guess what? She's been called around to various people. They called around to various people and given various advice, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. She called our home and she's, she's from her house. She's encouraging. Just because you're down does not mean you have to be out. Stop it. 
there's a uh, aftershave lotion and uh, and um, one of the commercials where it gets slapped. Stop it. Uh, matter, matter of fact, mine was uh, one of mine is uh, Aqua Belva, you know, and uh, has a nice, nice little smell to it. At least not, not. But anyway, and one of the things I do is just kind of smack myself. And you know, during the course of the day, you know what you need to do? Smack yourself. And I know you folks don't want to do it now, but I, you know, I would encourage this: smack yourself. Stop it. Don't you know who you are? Don't you know who you serve? Get that pity party out of your house. Kick it out and slam the door. Yes, you have emotions, and yes, you, yes, you cry, but he also gives you the ability to smile and laugh. And guess what he says? Rejoice in the Lord. What? Again, I say rejoice. And to always mean through the storms and through the good times. If you have not learned to do that, then it's time to go to school. Wake up or you will become a victim. Observation. Since we are in Christ, the children of light, let us continue in the activities that are expected of us. Our position our practice, our performance, our protection, our encouraging one another, our building up one another. We're the children of God and the things that we should be doing and all, all of these things we need to just kind of keep so that you will not be found asleep. Woe unto them who are at ease. In Zion. Terrible. I said, Watchman, I put you up there to watch. And to be a watchman means that you're seeing what's going on and you're on ready alert at all times. It says, and your job is to warn. It says, now, if you don't warn them, they're going to get to do, let's do him. It said, but their blood will I require at your hands. That's the Old Testament. That, okay. But all scripture are given for doctrine, reproof, correction, instructions, that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished in all good works. So then my concern is that our position, our practice, our performance, our protection, the encouragement of one another, building up of one another. If we fall short, you, you measure yourself. Are you a 10? Are you a 5? I don't care what your number. You got a number. You put the number down for you. Don't look at the other person. Put it down for you and declare I will be a 10. I will be a what? I will be a what? Then once you declare it, Kneel before God and say, Lord, based on your word, I will be a 10. And help me keep it real. Keep it real. One last thing. That's what preachers usually say, or Don really say. I believe that our Father wants us to enjoy life but not cling to it. 
We are pilgrims, travelers, and strangers in a hostile world. Very hostile. But something else. Knowing who and whose we are will make a, a tremendous difference in our thoughts, words, and actions. If they ask you, who are you? Please don't throw your education. Please don't share how much you know. Who are you? The folks that come in for counseling, and, and I'll, I'll be through. Folks that come in for counseling, sometimes have lawyers come in. And when they come in, they come in and they, it seems like they're going to debate with me. So, so, so I let them know, I said, listen carefully. So that we can you know, have a, a, a clear dialogue. I know that you are a lawyer. I know that you have the skills to present your cases and everything else. But you came through my door for counseling. Okay. Therefore, there will be points where we will disagree, but I'm committed not to be disagreeable. Because you see, I know who I am. And I don't have to prove it to you. Let me give you a, let me give you a heads up. You're smarter than me. That makes you feel better. You feel good now? You're more intelligent than me. You don't even have to bring your, your, uh, your diplomas or anything else. No, you don't have to show anything. You're smart. But are you spiritual? How do you measure that? Know who you are so you'll make a difference wherever you go or to whoever you may come in contact with. As we close this morning, um, I thank God for you. I thank God for what he's going to do in and through your life. You know what my greatest concern right now? Don't get discouraged. Don't let outward circumstances affect your inward growth and walk with the Lord. Don't let your circumstances define you. And when you are on ready alert, that means that you are able to assess what's going on like a Daniel. Assess what's going on, and then he still keep on praying. Still going to the same spot and meet, meet with his God. May we join the Daniels Club in this day and age. I would like to pray for you. Father, I thank you for each one that has come through this door. The rest of this day might be great, might be joyful. Or it could be a challenge. We don't know. But we do know you. And we know that you are a loving God. And that you care for us. And so I pray now for each one of the saints. That because of who we are. And whose we are. We stand our place in ready alert. 
put on the whole armor of God. The bottom line, Paul says, and having done all, to stand. Thank you for what you're going to do. Keep the saints' hearts tied into your hands, Lord. Thank you in Jesus' name. And all the saints said, Amen. Please stand with me.